Yesterday, yesterday you said you accepted Bernie's apology, and now you're attacking him. Why are you doing that? Why wasn't his apology enough, Mr. Vice President? Why 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 you're getting nervous, man? Calm down. It's okay. Well, if I well if I'm the girlfriend, it's one of those posts where it's like every girl I know is beautiful and owns her own podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, blah blah blah, and the boyfriend eats doo doo out of the toilet because he's stupid. <laughs> he's a small dick. He's three years old. <laughs> okay, guys, we got a we got, we got a, a whole backlog of stuff to uh, to get through here. Uh, so so much tea has has been brewing. I don't know where you guys want to start. Uh, should we start with the New York Times' hilarious double endorsement? <laughs> that was that's ah, that was so good. I, it was. I was thinking about it, and it's like it was one of the best outcomes because, like, yeah, it's it perfect. Been, it would have been good, I guess, if they endorsed Bernie. It would have added like a few thousand more voters in like the VA primary or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. people give a shit about that. But this one's good because it hurts Biden, hurts Pete, yep. hurts Pete a lot. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it hurts Pete probably the most. Doesn't really add anything to Warren. Not, no, well, not if it's split. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you can't vote it's, for two this people. Is, yeah, this is this is what I mean. Like. I, I I could just I just sort of had a feeling that they were going to do something incredibly bird brained, and what they came up with was vastly better than anything I could oh, hope so for. Whereas like uh, we're announcing our okay, first of all, they did it as a TV show like LeBron's like I'm taking my talents to South Beach, yeah, yeah. fucking uh, ESPN TV special, which Ra- I didn't know roundly so- hated by everyone. Unbelievable. Uh, when, when it happened. Just like like you think anyone cares that much about you fucking nerds sitting around a table? Uh, so yeah, they they announced it in a TV special, and I was like, I knew, I knew it was going to be pretty hairbrained. But I I was not expecting any like they what they literally came up with is our endorsement the girl reading this <laughs> you're, you're perfect yeah. it's great because it's a total microcosm of liberal fecklessness at every level it's it's, beautiful. it's like we we can't make a, we are unable to make a clear endorsement because we don't want people to get mad at us we don't want the wrong you know we don't want to get back so we're just gonna do something that is totally ineffectual and has no impact but at least no one's mad. And that's the best we can hope it's, for. It's so perfect because what the way they justified it is like do it in our unusual, unorthodox move of endorsing two candidates, which defeats the entire purpose of an endorsement. <laughs> it splits the vote between like yeah. it, it hurts both Warren and Klobuchar yeah. <laughs> because everybody who loves the New York Times will spend election day staring at the page, their <laughs> yeah. brain sparking like a malfunctioning like, robot. Uh, sir, sir, you have to leave. The polls are closed. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! What am I? I like and, then, a, and then just writes and st- hits Steyer at the end of it. Well, you know? I mean, like, the, the Warren people should be happy, though. I mean, they were going to share the presidency with Sanders, yeah. I was told, and <laughs> yeah. now they get to share it with Klobuchar. So, so the, that they, would, you got what you wanted, that right? That sharing project would not last long. No, they, oh, they, no. They, the palace coup would have, be on day one. Yeah, Warren, <laughs> Warren's scholastic bull vibes would crumble under the weight of Amy's bully field hockey player. <laughs> no, she, would, she would just like, even if she was the VP, like on a unity ticket, day one, she burst into the Oval Office like, get up, nerd. Yeah. It would be like the, uh, was that incident in Nepal where like one member of the royal family yes. killed blah, like blah, 40 blah. of the other ones? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But what they're really doing is they were signaling to people, look, 
we know there's two types of Democrats running yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. And if you like uh if you like the left the lefty ones, pick Warren, not Bernie for the love of God. Uh and if you like the right wing ones, well, uh I guess we're gonna try to remind you about about gender. <laughs> no, like we're, we're gonna throw a gender card out it, there. It, it was I thought that they were gonna be like our endorsement the woman voter and like they basically did that yeah. and as matt uh as you said like the way they justified it is they said rather than picking one candidate we're going to pick uh the two women that are still in the race and we're going to justify it based on this like there are two lanes now there's the, there's the, the more radical lane and then there's the the moderate yeah. lane and like you know the these two candidates both uh embody uh the best of those two traditions or <laughs> points of view and like we're just saying Leave it, we're going to leave it up to you. Mm-hmm. Which one do you like? Go for it. Choose your own adventure. Yeah, exactly. Again, so perfect because it maybe kind of helps Klobuchar, but like, okay, it hurts moderates overall because the people who are going to vote for Klobuchar are going to take votes away from yep. Biden and yep. Buttigieg. Yep. And it hurts Warren because, you know, the thousand or so Pinocchio counters on in Manhattan and Virginia, Maryland suburbs are going to just like their votes are going to be split between Take, probably taken away from Warren to and, Klobuchar. And also, there's just a general uh, vibe of, like, she was the plan's candidate. She was the candidate who was pitching towards the side of people who read the New York Times, and she couldn't even manage a full-throated endorsement from them. Like, what does that tell you yeah. about her strengths as a candidate? Like, that they did not feel comfortable just picking her by herself. They had to have cover. I do, I, like, I do want to say, though, how bad did pete fuck up like like we saw we saw like like a little bit of his his, uh his fuck-ups on camera like when they were like uh pete did you did you like they really set it up for him they're like did you do do the bread thing pete did you do bread crimes we know you didn't (laughs) did you do bread crimes and he's like frankly that's a load of ass, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he busted out the swears. He just went rat mode. He, they, <laughs> they were basically like, he Pete, went Pete, mode. Pete, we will endorse you if you don't turn into an imp freak and go nuts. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> he like burrowed under the table and started biting their toes. <laughs> started, They're like, all right, Pete. He started chewing through the drywall in the New York Times building. Uh, no, but uh, Pete, Pete. Please don't go imp mode. And he was already just hunching around the office with a pitchfork and laughing maniacally. He turned into the fucking Noid in front of all those biascotted reporters. All of a sudden, there was lunchtime. The pizza's ruined instantly. He just snapped his fingers. Yeah. Oh, man. And I want to. Is there a video of the Klobuchar one? Because I feel like I know how it went. There is. I, I didn't I watch mean, it. I haven't seen any clips of it shared, so it probably wasn't very, like. It was pretty boring, presumably. Boring, yeah. yeah. They probably cut out like the part where she gets the endorsement. Yeah, where she like the guy with the ass cut. She just fucking pulled him down to the floor and stepped on the back of his head. <laughs> and then, and I mean, I bet they probably would have liked to endorse Biden, knowing you know that that might actually have an impact. That would have helped Biden. Biden from the nomination, but. He just showed up and was like, look, guys, I'm immortal, okay? Uh, you strike me down, I'll rise more powerful than you can imagine. And they're like, okay, I guess we can't endorse the, the guy. Body, yeah, the body was like drinking mercury like that one <laughs> Chinese emperor who tried to live forever. <laughs> the Biden one was awesome because he was like, now, now, see, look, you know, you you, you stand around a lagoon, you're going to see a monster. And there was just, you heard, you heard Mario 
and he they were like he was like what was that and they're like sir that's your nintendo switch that <laughs> <laughs> you brought here oh yeah here we go yeah, he brought. Oh, he, oh, wait, he what, got, what, what in the blazes? <laughs> that's the worst thing that can happen to you is being scared by your own phone while trying to get an endorsement for president. By the way, and I'm, that's literally what happened to him. He was like, "What? What? What? What in the jumping Jehoshaphat was that?" And they're like, "Vice President Biden, that's your phone." He was like, "Oh." Uh, I know you've been auditioning for this part for a, a while now on our show, but I, I do want to give a quick shout out to the E1 episode you did that was all Joe Biden's. It was he, three Joe Biden's. And it was I, all Biden. And it was like, I listened to that and it was like, I, it, I was laughing throughout the whole thing, but I don't remember like a single line or anything that was funny because it was just, it was like the purest like ASMR experience I've ever had. I don't remember And probably caused it. me brain damage for sure. Like if you seriously want to like, really really damage your mental health but like in a pleasant way i would highly recommend listening to the joe biden's episode of episode one. Oh yeah it was probably the most irresponsible thing i've ever put out in public uh yeah that's a burroughs mind virus if ever there was one <laughs> well it's irresponsible in that like if too many people listen to it i think they will vote for him you yeah, probably <laughs> it makes him more likable than anything else but i do uh i don't want to spoil too much but andrew said that they they want to do a three-hour version. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, talking about the New York Times uh, dual endorsement, I, I do want to front-load uh, the reading series because uh, it, it is um, connected to this. And uh, you'll remember uh, the other week where I said, uh, when, when the snake emoji thing was happening, I said, uh, liberals have all just morphed into Jordan Peterson now. Yes. And that they're like, you know... They're talking about, you know, the, the evil, the yeah. divine feminine yeah. and the, you know, like the chaos in the snake in the, the garden, chaos dragon, the chaos dragon yeah. in the garden. Uh, continuing this theme, of course, is uh, Lauren Duca writing in the Independent about the dual endorsement. And I, I just got to read some of this here. The headline is in backing Liz Warren and Amy Klobuchar, the New York Times rejected toxic masculinity, <laughs> as we all should. And then the subhead is it's not about women or men. It's about a feminine way of approaching politics that politicians of all stripes have shown, including Andrew Yang. Sure. So why not? I'm going. It's, okay. So he goes. The gamers' rights candidate embodies the divine feminine. I got it. <laughs> On Tuesday, the New York Times editorial board released an op-ed titled "Amy Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren are Democrats' top choices for president." The unusual choice seemed more an endorsement for women in general than either <laughs> one of them in particular. <laughs> You know, when women are on the ballot, you got to vote yes. Ladies, we, we got we, we love, love the day. We love them. If there was a referendum on women, I would be voting yes, women. <laughs> I've chosen to accept this as mainstream media's acknowledgement of the rise of the divine feminine. Okay. All right. Now it's getting good. The, the ayahuasca is kicking in. I've chosen <laughs> to accept this as mainstream media's acknowledgement of the rise of <laughs> Okay, here we go. Gender is, of course, a social construct. The divine feminine is beyond that binary, best understood as the energetic force of nurturing. Plenty of male-identifying individuals are in touch with this force, although women tend to be more likely to find their strength in the divine feminine, in part because of the way society commodifies the stereotypical responsibilities of sitcom motherhood, such as cooking, always being the one to remember when to buy toilet paper, and giving birth. Yeah, those th equivalent activities. 
Buying, <laughs> buying toilet paper and giving birth. America, as it stands, is not even pretending to be a free country. We are living in an oligarchy structured by the hierarchy of the white supremacist patriarchy, and this is where toxic masculinity has led us, into the greedy depths of a ruthless individualism that only benefits those at the top. That sounds like capitalism. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of fire, though. <laughs> so, yeah, she goes on to, to outline, you know, the... Um, uh, the ways in which um, toxic masculinity has made it so that 10 per- 10% of the United States citizens control 76% of the country's wealth. Yeah, that sounds like <laughs> capitalism again. Uh, the most important way to see our deep need for the divine feminine is in the shape of our economic and justice systems. American greed is sustained by corruption and enforced by punishment. The United States has allocated about $989 billion on military spending this year. It costs between $31,000 and $68,000 to house an inmate. And yet, there is supposedly a reasonable argument at the Democratic primary debates over whether considering health care as a human right might be too expensive. There's a, then that's debate. why I'm supporting Amy yeah. Coates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who says, you dogs deserve yeah. nothing. Drink yeah. out of toilet bowls. Yeah. I'd love nothing more than to watch you die in a waiting room, you little rat. <laughs> I'm going to buy all the insulin and pour it into the garbage in front of you. <laughs> the shift to policies guided by unconditional love for the collective are also on offer from Bernie Sanders and an Andrew Yang's insistence on public policy aimed at developing happiness. I have made it clear that my heart beats for Elizabeth Warren. Although I think both Warren and Sanders insist on equitable public power in a way that can further inspire the political awakening moment. For any self-identified Bernie bros reading this, I would note that I would be excited to support either Warren or Sanders in the general election. P.S. Please don't harass me. (laughs) Oh, there it is. That said, I think it makes a difference that the person at the helm of this transformation is a woman because of the lessons learned by anyone who has a female perspective on our crisis of toxic masculinity. The same could be more exclusively discussed in terms of race in this election if the Democratic Party weren't embarrassing themselves with not even a single black or brown candidate on the most recent debate stage. Well, I mean, wait, it, wait, it, I mean the, we've talked about the this. Party. It's, not, it's not the party. It's, it's the voters. It's the that voters. Are They're not giving the money or responding to them in the polls. That's who, is, who edited them out of it. I mean, Joe Biden has said that he's a member of the black community. <laughs> and I, for one, well, I really like this because she's basically saying uh, socialism uh, is good, but we need to make it gibberish that is alienating and confusing and meaningless instead of directly addressing people's <laughs> to, needs. To, women, women try to be president all the time. And when women try to buy toilet paper, men say snake. <laughs> when, men, when men say snake, women no, women no run. And when women are eternity, they are mothers forever. So, no, don't be mean. We can have all women. Wesley Willis, though, yeah. <laughs> as go, going on here with that energy, uh, as the daughter of a father. <laughs> this owns. This owns. As the nephew of an owns. As the nephew of an uncle. As the daughter of a father, I feel compelled to honor the divine masculine. I'm, Thank you. I'm, we really appreciate that, Lauren. <laughs> yo, yo, big up to the fellows out there and their divine. Do rock. Yeah. I am closely in touch with mine. The divine masculine is best understood as an energetic force that is assertive and pragmatic. The divine masculine protects you and gets shit done. Elizabeth Warren has tons of that energy. No, she doesn't. She, I, I'm sorry. She couldn't even get I'm a sorry. single endorsement from the fucking New York Times. It, you know, it, like you know, it, it, if we are going to concede that there's this this ludicrous gender binary exists in like the light and dark side of the force, yeah, and that you can be <laughs> on the dark side of the force but have light aspects yeah. or whatever, right. and go on with this, like I'm sorry, Elizabeth Warren does not exude no. her divine masculine energy. Yeah, like a, someone on the sidelines. Who's just sort of like encouraging you, which is very nice, but is the opposite of actually getting anything done. 
The problem with masculinity is when it occurs as its shadow part. Toxic. This, this is just Jordan Peterson. This is Peterson. Jordan Peterson. This is pure this is Jordan this Peterson. Is, this is mirror image Jordan Peterson, of course. And, and again, because like, he says that the divine ma- feminine must be tamed and 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 we and all have our sort of Jungian shadow self yeah. as well. Yeah. Toxic masculinity looks like this ongoing death rattle of the white supremacist patriarchy clinging to power. And of course, we see the most grotesque manifestation of this sickness in the form of that demonic sweet potato who keeps <laughs> us on the verge of World War III because he cannot handle his own insecurity, which would be embarrassing if our lives weren't at stake. I think a woman is our best bet at beating that. I think using feminine pronouns for the most powerful person in the world could help correct our overriding tendency towards the toxic masculine. The rugged individualism brought to you by capitalism means we are often moved by the self-interest of greed instead of the inter- investing in love for ourselves and therefore the collective. We need a push towards nurturing and caretaking to move our society out of a shared hell defined by precariousness. I mean, I agree. Yeah. We need to prioritize public health and happiness to building abundance for the majority instead of sending our people into war, debt, and prison so that billionaires can continue to compensate for yeah. something. I agree. In my humble opinion, the divine feminine will continue to rise and ultimately defeat the white supremacist patriarchy no matter what, but it would certainly help the process along if our transformation is led by our first chance at the concept of a madam president. I mean, again, like, you, you diagnose the ills caused by capitalism, imperialism, but then, as you said, Matt, Describe it in possibly the most gibberish way yeah, imaginable. In a way that any normal person would be like, oh, you're having an episode. I need to not look you in the eye or else I'm going to end up having to call the cops. And, you know, as, as, a, as the son of a mother, like, <laughs> I also I appreciate for both the light and the dark side of the force. Yeah. And I think we need to, you know, bring both to bear. But, like, you know, this, this mystification of uh, describing, again, the problems caused by capitalism as problems of toxic masculinity i mean in this dialectic there is a toxic femininity as well that is honed itself just as adeptly to exploiting people going yeah. to war yes and uh immiserating the vast majority of humanity yeah because there it's you can make an argument that being in the position as a woman to launch a drone strike or you know deny or raise the price of a pharmaceutical is empowering to uh uh, women who have not had that ability in the past. Or that they're showing off their divine masculine traits in office, which would be like, yeah, killing people yeah. and uh, starting wars and shit like yeah. that. Um, we all I, need to descend into the gender cave <laughs> and do battle with our shadow gender selves and then emerge as whole people. Just like in Star Wars. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's, that, <clears throat> that's the New York Times endorsement. Um, could not have gone better for us yeah. or anyone who supports Bernie Sanders, in my opinion. It, it was ruled. really good. But uh, moving along, though, I just feel like we're, what, 11 days out from the Iowa caucus? Like, you know, we're getting ready to leave. We're leaving next week for Iowa. Shipping off to Boston. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, and I, I just feel like we're, it, it's, it's all happening now. It's all happening. Uh, Bernie Sanders has hit number one in a national poll for the first time ever is up by over 10 points in new hampshire right now oh my stars and uh is looking very strong in iowa but i feel like the shit we've been talking about since the 2016 election it's like everything that we have prophesied is coming true like we're we're living through our own our own visions of things to come and now they are coming and they are happening and that is and by that again i mean all of our friends crawling out of the woodwork to do the same shit they tried to do in 2016 <laughs> yep. to Bernie Sanders, but again this time in an even dumber and less effective way. And I'm talking about let's 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 begin 
with Hillary Clinton popping up out of nowhere in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter to pump up her fucking Hulu documentary about her life and career. to her say struggle, that you might call her, it. <laughs> <laughs> to remind everyone that uh, nobody likes Bernie Sanders. And uh, what he did to her is what he's doing to all women and that there's a pattern with his behavior that is unmistakably sexist. But I'd just like to begin with the idea that Hillary Clinton is coming out to tell, tell everyone that nobody likes Bernie Sanders. And this is an even more cretinous gaffe. Again, if you oppose Bernie Sanders, then her, you know, accurate but uh, huge sh- shot in the foot moment of calling Trump supporters deplorables. Yeah. She can't stop it. Her 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 venom sack is always just filled bursting, and she has to vent it, or else she will explode. It is cool knowing she's just like fucking completely unhappy. Yeah, oh, she, no, she's, she's completely miserable. bitter. Like in in like the last portion of her life, just fucking wander well, tumbling around the <laughs> earth, just fucking just fucking pointless. Just waking up angry, no matter what, no matter how much fucking money she has, no matter what, just fucking pissed off. So it says here, this is the Washington Post here. Hillary Clinton points to alleged sexism in Bernie Sanders' campaign. It's part of a pattern. So Hillary saw Liz Warren try this and just whiff entirely. And she's like, you know what? As we said, Liz doesn't have the heart to stick the knife in. I'm going to do it. Speaking of which, there is a theory I've heard from multiple people in media. uh, So I more than one. So that's the Watergate rule. I'm going with it. Is that there is a theory that Hillary Clinton is the person who actually leaked the whole Sanders Warren uh, quote thing? Really? Yes, because there's people on the current Warren who are close to Warren who also are close to Hillary, and the theory is that she heard about it and then she's the one who dropped the dime to CNN. And it's like that would be uh, artistically perfect if it were the case. So, uh, Washington Post here. Hillary Clinton says in a new interview that she will do anything I can do, I can to defeat President Trump in 2020. But in the same interview, she savages Bernie Sanders and declines to do say, anything, <laughs> but not uh, any action. And declines thing. to say she uh, she would endorse or campaign for him if he is a Democratic nominee. I fucking well, hope she won't yeah, campaign no, for holy him. Holy shit! Oh my god! Holy shit! Thank fucking god. <laughs> And perhaps most notably, she repeatedly alludes to allegations of sexism against Sanders' campaign, linking it to the candidate himself. The interview with The Hollywood Reporter tears open still mending wounds from the protracted 2016 primary that pitted Clinton against the independent senator from Vermont. She goes, uh, the interview can see coincides with a new documentary called Hillary, which is debuting at the Sundance Film Festival. She says here, he was in Congress for years. He had he had one senator support him, Clinton said. Nobody likes him. Nobody wants to work with him. He got nothing done. He was a career politician. It's all just baloney. Not like me. It's all just baloney. And I feel <laughs> so bad that people got sucked into it. He goes, uh, I'm not going to go there yet. This is Clinton's full quote. I'm not going to go there yet. We're still in a very vigorous primary season. I will say, however, that it's not only him. It's the culture around him. It's his leadership team. It's his prominent supporters. It's his online Bernie bros and their relentless attacks on lots ah, of their relentless attacks on lots of his competitors, particularly the women. And I really hope people are paying attention to that because it should be worrisome that he has permitted this culture. Not only permitted, he seems to be very much supporting it. And I don't think we want to go down that road again where you campaign by insult and attack. And maybe you try to get some distance from it, but either you don't know what your campaign and supporters are doing or you're just giving them a wink and you want them to go after Kamala Harris or after Elizabeth Warren. I think that's a pattern that people should take into account when they make their decisions. A pattern. Okay, a a pattern. pattern in a culture. Okay, huh? a, pattern, a pattern in a culture. 
Twitter of high-profile supporters uh, just uh, looking the <laughs> other way about their uh, culture of, uh, of you know uh, abuse. Abuse, you could say, of, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Could say of women uh, in particular or girls. Yeah, um, this that that fucking that graph there is so good because she said it at the exact time that Harvey Weinstein's trial is kicking <laughs> off in New York. And in the same interview, when asked about Harvey Weinstein, she said, how, how, is any, how would anyone have known about how this? How could I know? And there is also, nothing about it. <laughs> nothing. It's it wasn't yeah. one of the biggest open secrets in Hollywood. She says how... And then her genius political instincts, it just shows what a real killer she is. She says in the next line, he raised a lot of money for us. He raised a lot of money for everyone, including the Obamas. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, like, she, ties, she ties herself and the Obamas yep. as close to this fucking rape monster <laughs> as is humanly possible before saying, well, we didn't know. We just like to take his money. <laughs> Hillary is team player always. When she's drowning, she's going to try to pull you down. Oh, yeah. You. Oh, yeah. She's, holy shit. I'm just imagining her at Zorro Ranch. Going through the internet, going like, "These look at these Bernie Bros. They keep calling me uh, a bitch. I'm I'm writing all these names down, and I'm demanding that Bernie personally uh, condemn them." And meanwhile, behind her, like Jeffrey Epstein has got a, like a bib on and a fucking <laughs> old, like got a carving knife, and he's got a kid with a fucking apple in his mouth in front of him. Hillary Clinton was uh was yeah was tweeting that uh, from from the Zora Ranch. Kicking up her feet on a child child furniture. <laughs> yeah. One of Jeffrey Epstein's clones went up to her and was like, "Yo, dope interview." <laughs> so I mean, it's just it is so fucking rich to hear this coming from Hillary Clinton, who, let's be honest, has had a lifelong association with Bill Clinton. Yeah, sex, serial sex criminal Bill and, Clinton, and, and also this idea that like you know you can't just campaign by insult and attack. We talked about this so many times before, but the 2008 primary was one of the most like everyone who thinks that this current Democratic primary is vicious. This is such kid gloves, high minded, focused on the issues type of shit. 2008, they were like uh, uh, Obama worships Muslimic moon god. Hillary ran the campaign. They accused Bernie of running in 2016 to the highest degree. I've ever seen talking about how like Bernie needs to be responsible for what his fucking Followers on his fu- people who say they like him on Twitter, like you, literally, they're anonymous. It's a, it's a picture of Goatsy in the Avatar. Meanwhile, Sidney Blumenthal was the guy who started birtherism. I'm pretty sure she knows his name and has his email. No, yeah. Every, do you remember when Hillary, like, when she wouldn't stop running after it was mathematically yes. impossible? She's like, well, what if someone uh, kills him? <laughs> She says she used RFK. The RFK, yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. Like, what yeah. if he gets? What if someone? What if he's you? walking through the kitchen she, of the Ambassador Hotel? What she if someone just, answers my Craigslist ad? <laughs> she was just wandering around Pennsylvania in a Carhartt jacket, vomiting into the pocket, <laughs> <laughs> and just being like, "I'm not black." Like, it was awful. It was a fucking awful, hateful primary. Okay, there's a whole. This is like Bernie Bros 2.0 is happening right now because for a year now, I've been hearing from uh, like like Democrat brain people that like as soon as Bernie really gets vetted, oh, yeah. then like he is done for. There is oh, shit yeah. out there that you the real raw shit that you people wouldn't fucking believe. And lo and behold, it's all stuff that we heard about in 2016 and no one gave a shit about. That like they're 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 shaking the vial and slamming it against the table so many times to try to just get the last few fucking just like little grains out of that fucking thing. Uh, 
It's not working. So they're going to do this again. And some of the people that they're auditioning to do this Bernie bro shit is so fucking perfect. Did you guys see that? That former Breitbart fucking barnacle, Kurt Bardella. (laughs) Kurt Bardella comes out with just being like, Bernie Sanders supporters remind me of Breitbart and Trump supporters because I used to be one. (laughs) Yeah. I worked for Breitbart until Captain Crunch came to me in a dream and denounced racism (laughs) at the age of 40. Now I'm here to tell you. Now I'm here to tell you your boss should be able to kill you for decency. (laughs) So uh, I I just like like, uh, just a little quick hit on this guy, Kurt Bardella. Uh, someone found that uh, he is a character that appears in that sort of juicy uh, DC gossip book, This Town. Oh, yeah. Who wrote that? Was it, uh, Oh, that guy. Oh, Kurt Anderson or no, something? No. What the fuck's his name? Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's like it was the juicy, like, DC, like, a profile of. Just, it was the cocktail party thing. Yeah, like, the, of the hagfish that live yeah. in that fucking city. So, like, here's. They're just, writing a book about me and my discords that's so like that. <laughs> Mark uh, Leibovich was his okay, name. Yeah. Uh, th- this this is this is Kurt Bardella's appearance in the DC cocktail party goss uh, you know slam book uh, this town. Uh, Kurt Bardella is not a guy you can easily root for. He activates your radar and not in a good way. He laughs too much and too loud. He hangs out in cigar bars when when he talks with you. You suspect you are being worked in a city where even the most rabid striving must be cloaked in nonchalance. Bardella never pulled this off or even tried. He was not shy about sharing on his Facebook page his ultimate ambition to become the White House press secretary. He was not reticent in acknowledging a danger of his brash style. I'm never that far away from blowing myself up completely, he told me once. It's all part and parcel of my inferiority complex. (laughs) But generally, Bardella added, he was pretty good about channeling his demons in a way that benefited his boss, Representative Daryl Issa, Republican <laughs> of California. Social justice warrior, Daryl Issa. Bardella inv- uh, evinced in a desperation that made him more honest than people in Washington typically are. Or maybe transparent is a better word, because he did seem to lie sometimes, or spin, at least to me. Even as he stuck out among Ernest Hill deputies, something about Bardella wonderfully embodied the place. So he was a jittery wreck working long in the night in the, ser- in, in the service of pleasing Daryl Issa or else. So, yeah. Th- dude, dude, your life is dope. <laughs> but uh, no, no, Felix, uh, you pointed this out where like they're, 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 they're sending out all the contracts now about like, you know, who wants, you know, who, who wants this, this hit? Who wants, to do, who wants to do the Bernie bro piece in 2020? And Felix, you've noticed that like they're all guys who just do like, recaps of video games and like they're all yeah. just coming out now to be like y'all not ready for this conversation about bernie though yeah. everyone for the daily beast who like i don't know works in like the fucking basement of one world trade being like stephen colbert has a moment with fucking nigella lawson uh for the past six years <laughs> guys who like their family trust spent five hundred thousand dollars to get them this degree they're like all right you can write one op-ed and the op-ed is always like, Bernie Sanders acts like an asshat again. <laughs> like, I saw an oppo dump today that was... De- it was definitely like a Biden oppo dump, right? Where it, it was... It's gotta be. Right, where it was like, oh, Bernie Sanders compared workers in Vermont to slaves. And the entire article was that he, like, evoked wage slavery. Yeah. Which, by the way, would put him in the same company as Frederick Douglass, yeah. who said the exact same thing. yeah. No, the, yeah, wage slavery is a slur now. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, and that was by the, that Daily Beast guy, Scott Bixby. He's he's the next absolute clown. I want to shout out. Uh, this is this is in Daily Beast this week. 
Bernie bros are loud, proud, and toxic to Sanders' campaign. Damn right. Yeah, they're so toxic that he's a leading uh, national poll <laughs> for the gonna, first yeah, time ever. He's going to win, man. He's going to win. It's okay. Yeah, no, I mean, this is, they sent the Keystone cops to kill John Wick. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, like no, the, 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 yeah, taking this contract in 2020 is like the scene in Heat where the cops show up as they're coming out of the bank and they're like, doo, 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 time to make an arrest. Yeah. Yeah. I think they got caught with their pants down. I think they really, I think they really thought Warren was going to, yeah, was she gonna, was going to solve the problem for them. Right. They thought, like, like we don't have to be the, take a firm anti left line, but we can avoid Bernie by all Well, I don't even think they thought Warren. Warren was going to win. I thought they thought that Warren was going to effectively grief Sanders' campaign. Yeah. Yeah. To make it so that neither she nor him could win. But what it turned out was she didn't really, her supporters aren't really his. And she actually split Biden and Buttigieg's <laughs> yeah, support. Yeah. They, and I think they thought this would kind of be settled by now. Um, Should have given Diamond Joe more dexes. <laughs> no, That's but you're really right. Like, how you solve this. They were fucking, they were asleep at the wheel in 2016. And they've done it again in 2020. And now it's January. Like I said, less than two weeks before Iowa. He's going up, up, up in every single poll and indicator. Nowhere to go. But up. Is he's going up and Biden is going down. And so many times, like we've we've joked about this. Now they're just like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Get get, get Bixby on the case with the Bernie (laughs) bro shit. So let me just read a little from uh, Bixby here. Senator Bernie Sanders has called their behavior disgusting. Would-be supporters of the Vermont Independent have cited him, cited them as the reason they can't endorse them. The guy he's referring to there is John Legend. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. who he's talking about. That would have been if you a lose huge, John Legend. That would have been a huge get. I mean, you think Joe Rogan's big? John Legend is, is in every H&M dressing room in the country. <laughs> His campaign has even privately apologized to rivals for online pylons that cross the line into open harassment. And still, the Bernie bro army marches on. Oh, damn right. Straight to Berlin. The the Internet has been perhaps the Sanders campaign the most useful tool for organizing the candidate's most fervent fans, whose ride-or-die loyalty to Sanders has long outlasted his first campaign for president. But like Star Wars, Rick and Morty, and Taylor Swift before him, this is like your Sanders toys, is ra- grappling with how to channel the best parts of that support, the engine behind his massive rally crowds and commensurate fundraising numbers, as he, as he is, and as he is sequestered on Capitol Hill for the impeachment trial of Donald Trump, while discouraging a toxic wedge of fandom that threatens to distract from his campaign and turn off potential supporters. That fucking paragraph is so so perfect, wow. Matt. Because it's like it's, you, Matt. You're 100 percent right about this. These people could not be more not honest, transparent, like Kurt Bardella. That they they view all of this as a TV show. Yes, it's a, it's a, it's their it's their stories. And like when he talks about like like the fandoms of Taylor Swift, Rick and Morty, and Star Wars, like like Bernie Sanders is dealing with this same problem. Oh, you know those three things that are hugely popular yeah, right. in mainstream culture. Yeah, like you like the, their problem is that certain people are un, like performatively annoyed by people who like them. It has no impact on their cultural. One way, one way one way to avoid that problem is to not be on Twitter eighteen hours a day. Well, yeah, but I know that's difficult. I know, I know. Well, see, the thing is, is that. Like part of this is their aestheticization of politics, and the other of it is because they they totally understand things through Twitter and being online. They honestly think that the Bernie bro thing is why Hillary beat Bernie last time. 
they, if you ask them, why do you think Hillary was able to hold off Bernie? They will say, well, we were able to remind people that his supporters were a bunch of bros. The reason Bernie lost at the end of the day is that he didn't run a real campaign until it was too late. Yes. No, because yeah. he didn't think he could win. He was there to push her to the left and get issues out there. And it was way, it was, they didn't think, oh, fuck, we could do this until like Iowa happened. And by that point, it was way too late to build a national uh, 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 organization that could make any kind of headway in later states. And so they got blown out in, in a lot of places. Pulled off some very that, surprising upsets, too. And Michigan, if that fucking huge. campaign had lasted like a couple of, when you look at the polling trends, if that campaign had been a little longer, i.e. if he had actually started campaigning a little earlier, he could have fucking caught her. But in these guys' heads, they, the, they, they're tweeting about Bernie bros all day to an, another, just their other idiot hysteric media friends is what fucking beat uh, Bernie. Bernie with a skeleton organization came within nine points of Hillary in Cook County, one of the death stars of the modern Democratic yeah. machine. Like, yeah. that's fucking insane. Yeah. That's fucking insane. Like, look at what they had to do to fend him off in New York. Just, like, activate every uh, scumbag uh, machine politics trick they had here to make sure he couldn't win. Uh, going on here, Bixby writes, uh, when Senator Elizabeth Warren accused Sanders of telling her in a private meeting that he didn't believe that a woman could defeat President Donald Trump in 2020, the Massachusetts senator feed was deluged with a plague of snake emojis, <laughs> even as Sanders called for a de-escalation in hostilities. After former presidential nominee Hillary Clinton doubled down on comments in an upcoming documentary that nobody in Congress likes Sanders, the number of tweets calling her a bitch skyrocketed to new highs, according to an analysis by the Daily Beast. That just means he searched the <laughs> yep. term bitch on Twitter yeah, yeah, he did. and was like, I'm seeing a spike in traffic here. Yes. <laughs> by the way, I forgot to say this earlier. That whole nobody likes Bernie thing. It's so awesome that she said nobody likes him because obviously she was referring to in Congress. But in her mind, those those are the only those are literally right. the only people who matter, right? <laughs> and you know, you know what the American voter hates a brash outsider. <laughs> yeah, who is hated <laughs> by uh, by Washington? Yeah, they yeah. love Congress. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right? No, no. Yeah. Matt, you know, this is this this is this is what is so fucking I, what I love so much about it is like their big hit on him, the closing case. They're pulling out all the stops. Is that nobody in Congress or the U.S. Senate likes <laughs> no, him? Those wildly unpopular institutions, <laughs> yeah, that regularly like pull behind toenail fungus. All right, so he goes on to use the example of John Legend, who had to tell the Bernie Bros <laughs> to quit the di quite. You the di know, you know, multi-millionaire Grammy-winning artist whose life re re resembles yours in no way. Yeah. The guy, so, the guy who makes music for waiting rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the guy whose music you hear at the dentist's office yeah. like so it goes here uh last week performer john legend cited bernie bros who though branded with the pejorative bernie bros are in no way limited to just his male fans so yeah like so that that just means like yeah you know like that huge number of uh young women who also support bernie sanders yeah they're bernie bros too <laughs> not they're just not just women i mean it is interesting remember all the remember all the articles about how bernie had no black support in 2016 oh, yeah. which was just i mean like we talked about the kind of the result of like a lack of name recognition and not running a real campaign until it was too late. Well, Elizabeth Warren, just dog shit. <laughs> dog shit black support. None. Like Pete Buttigieg much. even worse. Even worse. And it's like, oh, no articles about how this means she's racist? Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. So, but same to just how a lot of those bros are actually women. A lot of those bros are black or they're 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 anyone anyone but white men. There anyone but, but nothing about that. So they're doing quite the disservice to Sanders as a reason he was backing Warren's candidacy. Try not Says to who? 
Try not to drive people away with your nastiness, Legend tweeted. I will happily vote for him if he wins the primary. Chill. <laughs> In response, some users replied with the poop face emoji. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. They are, like I said, this is this is fiend shit. This is licking the baggie when you're fucking like it's 5 a.m. in the morning. Like it's it's, <laughs> it's real bad. Yeah, no, they're they're jonesing. It's it's not working as well as it so, used to. Um, moving on here, like the, the other thing that we were talking about last week is like when when the snake emoji gate was happening and the CNN did their like ludicrous assist for Warren in yeah. that fucking debate. Oh boy. Like, you know, Matt, I know you were, you were concerned at the time because it, it, it seemed like being, whether this works or not, which it clearly didn't, it, did it not. hugely backfired. No, one gave a shit. no, not just didn't give a shit. I think it really turned a lot of people off Warren. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of Warren supporters who actually moved to Bernie. Not a lot, but like enough that like Warren is trending down ever since this thing happened. I mean, if you, if you earnestly do care about, the future of the country, you know, to use a pompous and kind of empty phrase, but the way people think about it and, you know, you're you're struggling with who to support and somebody comes up with this fucking ticky tacky bullshit that has nothing to do with any actual issue facing anyone's life. How could you not be like, oh, this is what you're going to do? This fucking bullshit? This like this 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 is this is a court intrigue horseshit that like the Clintons do. Oh, no, but I know you were concerned that like it just meant that, uh, you know, the 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 real enemy, Joe Biden. Right. Is, that is, was is sort concern. of is is skating away when like you know th- this is the p- moment when that like everyone should who you know it, at least claims to be interested in defeating him should be training their fire on you know his record on his long long public record of seeking to means test adjust or let's be honest cut social security yeah right here's the thing that I'm not even worried about that anymore because it like what's happened is that the Sanders campaign has started counterpunching. I was worried for a second when Zephyr Teachout wrote that thing about how Biden and his family are corrupt. Yeah. And Sanders apologized for calling them corrupt. Yeah. I don't think he should have done that because they are manifestly openly corrupt. And I'll talk, I'll read another article in a second about that, but it has been so incredible to watch all of the, all of the Pinocchio counters all of the fucking DC media people who fact check this stuff or have to talk about it have to go out of their way to pretend like Biden hasn't had a 20 to 30 year career in public life going on TV every other week bragging about how he was one of the Democrats who would work with Republicans to cut Social Security. And let's not forget also that Obama, when he was vice president, tried to do exactly that in a grand bargain with the Republicans. And guess, you know who stopped? that shit from happening not just the republicans because they were too crazy but bernie sanders yeah has been standing up against for the, the same time period bernie sanders has been standing up consistently against any attempt to cut or downsize social security in any way shape or form yeah biden has been loudly banging that drum back when this was the best coolest thing you could do in washington oh yeah they love he was going show. on to say, i'm happy to touch that third rail i think yeah. he did and his brain has been scrambled ever, <laughs> ever since then I'll, I'll fucking i'll french that third rail son yeah no he went he went on he went on meet the press with tim russert and like he just grabbed the hold of a fence and then like his body silhouetted out in and out of a skeleton and, he go, and then it was just smoke came out of that his was ears. His doctor, that was his Dr. Wilmington moment. <laughs> That's when he reconstituted himself with pomade and, <laughs> and, and, and Nippy's Peppermint Delights. It's 1957. I'm at the pool. Corn Pops, give me the eyeball again. <laughs> so, 19, yeah. It's, it's 19, 1985. I'm doing a beer bong with Strom Thurmond. It's 1962. I'm driving a big car around Wilkes-Barre. <laughs> 
I'm looking for for the local Portuguese mafia telling them to knock it off. Oh, that's that's what I remembered from the ASMR Biden's episode. The ship Branson kept saying about long cars. And he's yeah, like, yeah. we drive our long car to the beach and see how deep we can get it into the water. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my friend Tippy Toe would drive our long car to the beach. Uh, no, so like you know, I I I I saw this and like you know you you mean like it's infuriating I, I feel like i'm clawing my eyes out seeing everyone in the press try to pretend that like joe biden yeah. didn't try to cut social or security that they liked it when he was doing that they were all cheering him they on thought it was great they thought it was the best thing it's like this guy he's he's like toby ziegler on the west wing he's re- he's willing to be, have the political strength he's a profile in courage because that's what that means kennedy invented that by the way yeah the profile in courage from his book basically everyone in that book is someone who had the courage to stand up to the concept of like collective justice in favor of proceduralism and vested interests, like Grover Cleveland against the strikers and the fucking asshole who wouldn't in, in uh, peach uh, Andrew Johnson, and now they're and, they're and they they still hold that like yeah people like social security but that makes it kind of craven to support a thing people like even in when we're in a democracy real leadership is saying no you don't get that you get means testing you get chain CPI that's the that's the that's the clob that's the right clob there. that's the yeah. clob that's why but, I love that's why I have a soft spot for the clob because the clob is the only one who's really embodying the spirit of like establishment DC uh, wisdom of like what it means to lead it means to bludgeon people. Uh, away from what their stupid snout-like piggish desire for candy, and give them the 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 healthy food they need, like not not like having to eat the dog food when they're retired. But here's the thing, though: despite Sanders apologizing for calling the Bidens corrupt, he n- did not apologize for saying that Joe Biden's record on wanting to cut Social Security is yeah absolutely clear and is a huge mark of comparison between the two of them yeah i was worried about that for a second but again i'm not anymore because biden has spent the last week just you know listen mac they're lying they're lying when i you know like you know like they're just flatly denying what's obviously true to everyone and uh jacob Bacharach pointed this out today and i think he's absolutely right the fact that he's going around for like weeks just saying I've never tried to cut Social Security. It's not me. <laughs> I would never do it. And just saying it over and over again, like, it just, it ties him to the issue. It's just like a f- fucking anchor yeah. around his neck, throwing yeah. him overboard. Like, and it's just, he's, that's why he's thinking because it's so fucking obvious. Or like, it, even if he's denying it, the question on everyone's mind is like, everyone's head is like, did he try to cut Social Security? Yeah. Yeah. And it shows, I mean, like Biden, when he announced, uh, it was like, it was, I thought he would, Maybe be this unstoppable juggernaut, but you've really seen down the stretch why he never even fucking came close before. Yeah, we forgot. We forgot that Joe Biden choked so many presidential campaigns. Oh my god, some of the worst ever. He uh, in two thousand eight, he he finished with point nine percent of the vote in Iowa and then dropped out. And in nineteen eighty eight, he had perhaps the worst presidential uh, race ever in that he got busted for plagiarizing a speech from Labour leader Neil Kinnock in the UK. Uh, who was a huge loser? So it's like you're, what are you like? You're topping off of the dumb kid in class. What are you doing? <laughs> and then uh, having two brain hemorrhages. <laughs> Not kidding. <laughs> That's a bad campaign. Okay. I like. I think after this is all said and done, that we should make the Bidens the royal family. Yes, yes. Yes. I want them. In, I want them around. Yes. I just don't want them to have any power. Yeah. Well, because I mean, a like they would be. 
Much better show than House Windsor. Just oh shit. yeah, oh it's off the board. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Megan Mar- oh, Megan Markle <laughs> refused to curtsy to the Queen yeah. on Saint Smithens Day. Yeah. Ma- I call her Megan Marble, <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, because she makes me lose mine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it would. I would. Yeah, would I'd be- like to play some jacks with her, Mac. Play <laughs> <laughs> that. Play that much now. See Megan Markle, see her around. You say. That woman, that that woman, you know, she she belong she belongs at the head of the assembly line. You know what I'm saying, Mac? I'll tell you, I've, she's she's the type of girl that bowls strikes every time. Man, and even when she doesn't, yeah. she'll pick up the spare. <laughs> All right, well, uh, but, back, back, uh, but, but, okay. but yeah, like I like I like because it would be like they're a fun, dramatic family. Joe Biden, it would be like actually sending a dog to a farm just sending him around to like <laughs> and then like, hunters going around yeah. and then he gets to be the king and he'll be like that swag king of thailand yes, yes, he has yes. the giant back tattoo yeah, and where's white beaters and his <laughs> blasting cigs coming off the yes, royal airplane yes, dude yes, yeah. it would rule but the problem is like the really the solution here the problem is then all the mega hogs would be mad because they want the trumps to be the royal family so i'd be fine with that too. i mean if they could just like if they could like be some sort of like dual monarchy, like Austria Hungary or something. I don't know. Yeah. And just have them be like two houses, you know, where, where oh, they both do like dueling public uh, rituals and have dueling like scandal sheets about the various goings on. And then every one of these like bird brains could just focus all their energy on that. Yeah. And that's yeah, the TV show that people want to watch. Like. It's perfect. Yeah, and then we could have like an actual government doing the fucking making socialism and they wouldn't even notice yeah if that's exactly it like if you're like one of those guys who's like he's fed up recapping colbert and <laughs> james corden yeah. you could become a royal watcher oh my for god the two royal families of america it's perfect oh my god. it's a make it's bernie's first make work program yeah, and all yeah. those all those like q psychos they would love to just be like what's what's baron wearing to the cotillion <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> imagine the first time hunter and don jr joust oh my god oh Oh my god. This is such a good oh, idea. This is, okay, but, okay, idea we've ever okay, had. Okay, speaking of Baron, I got to bring this up. So he he was photographed recently and like, yo, know, like, you know, my boy, he's sprouting up. He's huge. He's, he's, the he's like 6'5". <laughs> Don it's like Donald hates him because oh god. he loves tall. He loves, he loves it when big, people he loves are tall. Big guys. And he never talks about how big his son is. He never does. No. He doesn't, cause, but he's like, he's reedy. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, so he's afraid he's going to eat him. My favorite, thing, <laughs> my favorite thing that I saw about this is like the photo of them. They're walking to like Marine One and, you know, like, you know, Baron's just there, you know. Lumbering yeah, around. Just, yeah, like exactly. That, you know that guy? I think he writes for the Federalist. He's like one of these ex-military psychos, uh, Jesse Kelly. Oh, yeah. He had a tweet about that and he was like, wow. He's like, Baron's going to be a power forward in college. Girls, watch out. He's going to slay when he gets a chance. And it's like, yo, I love to fantasize about the president's son getting pussy out. And oh another Federalist article, remember, where they yelled at Barron for not being formally dressed enough? That was the other That's caller. literally what happened to Megan, McCar- Megan Markle. Megan McCarkle. Megan McMarkle. Megan, Megan, Megan McMarkle. Okay, I, I hate that I know this, but that was a Daily Caller article. Okay, but still, it's like a weird, it was weird because yeah. it was a right-wing guy. Yeah. Uh, but. Like that's because they're invested in the pageantry. Exactly. Let exactly. them just focus you on know, that. I gotta say, when Baron gets to college and he posts a pow, pow, starting power forward D one, he's gonna get so much more pussy than Eric and Don Jr. Absolutely. Whose sex lives I also fantasize about. <laughs> I also project on. I think them. it's funny that he looks at Baron and it's like that's a that's a that's a power forward and not like. Oh, he might have a promising career in esports. E- <laughs> that's probably what Baron's thinking. Yeah, yeah. I do hope Bar- that though. Mm-hmm. When they have this 
dual monarchy that he does join the lists because he would be like a Gregor Clegane style, <laughs> the mountain that rides. Oh my god! And then Hunter Hunter will have to like legitimize one of his bastards to duel him. <laughs> yes. One of oh his yeah. <laughs> this is this Hunter awesome. has so many natural born sons. So many yeah. Robert Baratheon. He's Robert Baratheon. He yeah. He's just oh, all around flea bottom Kentucky. <laughs> just tons of boys who naturally wear aviators and <laughs> can swing a crack pipe. <laughs> okay. He has the blood right. of the dragon. All right, all right. Felix, uh, you're, you're going to like this, though. This is next. I mean, like, to the question of the Biden family's obvious obvious corruption mm-hmm, and yeah. that now that now by the way has been placed thoroughly out of bounds for even like mentioning or like you know this is against unity but like all this shit will come up because like they are 1000 percent crooked what do you mean what do you mean okay here we go you, you, all you don't okay you've never heard of someone following the career path of being kicked out of the military for drugs and then being given seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year by a foreign energy company on their own <laughs> was it like that was it the chinese government gave him the black opal from uncut gems just yeah, as a present yeah. like yeah all right, that so, always happens when you're kicked out of the military for drugs all right so yeah th- this that was feel when this was this was something that was like sort of skated under the radar it's from august of last year in politico uh, a piece called biden inc by uh ben uh Schreckinger. and uh th- th- this again i i do not remember this piece at all but this was in august of last year It begins like this. You're going to love this, Felix. The day the Bidens took over Paradigm Global Advisors was a memorable one. Just the day the the day Paradigm Global Advisors fell to House Biden. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a great conquest. This is like this is like when King's Landing fell. What happens? uh, You know, Robert's Rebellion, Joe's Rebellion. I also like the name of that company. It's just it's my well paradigm speak, yeah. global just advisors like laundering money incorporated. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Thinking about Monty Python and Terry Jones just passing. This just reminds me of the beginning of Meaning for Life when they have that corporate raider sketch. Yeah. Yes, yes, you know, blasting that's filing what, cabinets at each other. Yeah, that's what the paradigm global investments. <laughs> they they were the old fuddy duddy uh, firm. In the late summer of 2006, Joe Biden's son Hunter. And Joe's younger brother, James, purchased the firm. On their first day on the job, they showed up with Joe's other son, Bo, and two large men and ordered the hedge fund's <laughs> chief of compliance to fire its president, according to a paradigm executive who was present. After the firing, the two large men escorted the fund's president out of the firm's midtown office, and James Biden laid out his vision for the fund's future. Don't worry about investors, he said, according to the executive who spoke on the condition of anonymity, citing fear of retaliation. We've got people all around the world who want to invest in Joe Biden. This is the fucking grocery store from Casino. Anyway, so like all these people just want to buy my brother's influence and my nephew's here and they're, they're just going to give us money just because, you know, just because he's going to be president. A quid pro quo, you might say. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. If it is Paradigm Global Investors, I'll put my put the shovel in their freaking head. Oh, what the fuck? What? What? I said freaking. I said freaking. <laughs> There's just some FBI guy writing down notes. Biden, family, Hunter, Paradigm Global Investing. Can we? I do. I, I mean, this is a story of like naked corruption and influence peddling. But I do want to point out, I like that Hunter did it with his uncle. Yeah, Uncle Magic, yep, yeah. baby. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's, that's just going on there. And fuck, man, like I said, like, I just feel like 
all, all the things you said are coming to pass and we're really living to see it. And by, but also, I mean, like, again, you know, like I, polls, you know, we've said, like, don't get too excited or too uh, despairing about them. But if you look at them in every conceivable way, everything is trending in the direction of the Bernie Sanders. The trends are clear and undeniable. And, and, I, if, and, and, and not only if that, you accept the fucking theory of change Bernie, then his support is by definition undercounted, which means that it could be even things could be going even better than they appear. Absolutely. And, and, and it could not have also worked out even better just in terms of like the rivals he has, like Warren and Buttigieg in particular, <laughs> oh, God. have really like, like if they weren't there. Like, I think Biden really would be like crushing it. Like he'd be running away with it. Absolutely. Yeah, but, that was my fear. That was my fear. But they like Warren's pivot to the center that prevented her from griefing Bernie. Yeah. That's like, they all, they're all cannibalized instinct. the same group and, of voters. And, I, I think and then you got, God bless him, Tom Steyer out there spending $500 oh, billion dollars on ads, which just leads the people who aren't paying attention are like, who's the guy on TV? There's now, yeah. there's now two big profile moments in the last week or so of Tom Steyer just blatantly clout sharking Bernie Sanders <laughs> and just trying to be photographed with him, seen with him, liked by him. And Bernie just keeps going. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. I like how Ste- right. Steyer is like in business, just like fucking shark, like yeah. profits off of the lowest of human misery, like drug addiction, private prison, just everything, everything bad. He made his the money. apocalyptic yeah. fossil fuel economy. Yeah. And then just, but interpersonally, he's like, Sometimes I wonder if I say hello too quietly, or maybe just people ignore me. Like, <laughs> it's just like it's so funny. But he's spending a hundred million dollars to do politics fantasy camp. He's like Kramer going to see the Yankees. <laughs> it's like because he can't. You, billionaires can't buy you know Bernie. They can't buy you know a thirty thousand dollar rubber chicken dinner to go and see him on the circuit because he doesn't do those kind of fundraisers. You literally have to be running to president to meet him. So it's like, all right, I'll do that. How much could that possibly cost? And what, one month's worth of interest on my fucking fortune? Sure. And, you know, like I said, less than two weeks out from Iowa, which is like really, like I've described it before, this is the skeleton key that could unlock everything for it Bernie. It really could. And, you know, things are looking good there. Like I said, all, all my young Chapel killers out there in yeah. Iowa right now, just just, just keep, keep killing yeah, it. Keep doing it. Pick up the fucking phone. Pick up the phone. Um... But that, like, I think you could see a scenario in which Elizabeth Warren finishes like third or fourth in Iowa, but oh Buttig- yeah, but Buttigieg does better and then just keeps going, and then like Buttigieg is just going to leach support away from Biden. Oh yeah, and then like, the best thing is Buttigieg has no path none. after nope, after none. Nevada. Nope, none. It's over. He's it's co- fucking fuck. over. All the he more- can do is prevent is prevent anybody but Bernie from winning those early states. Yeah, the more the more black voters meet Buttigieg, the more they fucking hate him. It's done. It's done after a while. Yeah. And also, so, I'll, yeah. Also, Bernie really closing the gap in South Carolina, too. It's true. Yeah. It's if, very true. If he, he could honestly, coming off three straight wins, he could actually win South Carolina. If he That's wins, not outside the realm If he wins South Carolina, it's over. Oh, it's done. It's completely it, over. Yeah. No, Super Tuesday would be a route. It would be a, a coronation. And, and we, it would, if, if, like, if for them to take California away from him after that. Yeah. It would be like he's already he's up already in California up by five or ten yeah. points. No, I'm saying every, saying like, every poll one in California yeah. he's been up that I've seen in the last two months. Yeah, Joe Biden would have to personally go in wearing different hats to vote for himself. <laughs> after that, um, but yeah, and no, again, we've talked about this before, but I'm sorry to the I, I know they're probably not listening to this show, but the Warren supporters out there, uh, if it 
there is no path for her. So at this point, it's over. It's, oh, over, no, it's, it's over for her. So if you if you if you claim to care about her plans or the agenda that you supposedly think is so important that she enact and like yeah. you know I don't know uh, regulate and just keep us safe with her divine masculine energy, what at this point is more likely, her instituting those plans or Bernie Sanders? Yeah. And at this point, you're like you're just cutting your and own. I know throat. it might be a little far to the left for some of you, but hey, isn't politics about compromising? Yep. You know, yep. getting sometimes, half a loaf over a full one hey, if that's what's available. Maybe sometimes you can't get your first choice. Yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. you got to suck it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, their agendas in politics are identical. So I mean, I mean that's true. Shouldn't they be have identical you know, views. You know, and I hate to bring this up, but it's just like really important for me to have a Jewish president. <laughs> I know you do have trouble understanding that, but you know. Yeah. So uh, that's the Democrats, but I, I really would. I, I think we should we should switch gears a little bit, and I, I do want to talk a little bit uh, about Trump and like you know. The impeachment thing is like in high gear right now. Uh, could not care nope, any less at care. all about any of this. Nope. I've tuned it out entirely. Uh, honestly, Virgil has gotten more people mad at him than maybe ever before. Seriously. Which is saying a lot just simply by saying, joking, that I don't care who Lev Parnas is. Yeah. He's people gotten went so, crazy. so mad at him. People because love of that. Lev Parnas <laughs> or hate him. I'm not sure. <laughs> What I can tell is that they love that he's a beloved character on their favorite TV yeah, show. That's and a, they hate it when you say you don't know him. Right. Is. And that's the thing. It's like, no matter, look, if you don't like Love Parnas, you're saying his name. He's winning. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's on the impeachment show. And he's never getting voted off. Is the impeachment show, the Democrats are, they're, they're, they're putting out their, their bulletproof, shifty shift. And you know what? I got to say here. A big problem for the Democrats, at least the House Democrats, is that Adam Schiff is the guy quarterbacking all this. Because I'm sorry. Um, he looks weird. Yes. Yeah. He, he sounds bug eyes. He sounds untrustworthy. I'm sorry. He's shifty shift. He That's is. all Trump has to do. Shifty shift. Right. And you know when what? You look at this bug eyed creep who, by the way, is basically a fucking subsidiary of Raytheon. Uh, just prattling on about how you have to fight Russia and Ukraine or else that you is, have to fight the, him here. His entire and it's like, yes, this guy, I trust him. Yeah, of no, of, of what a, little I saw, and actor. this is why I feel totally justified in ignoring and making fun of everyone who cares about this shit. Yeah. The Democrats' opening pitch in this, the most important thing that's ever happened in our republic, is that Trump did bad because... He undermined our ally in their war against Russia. <laughs> yeah, and right. that we should be like going to do more war with Russia. Right. Yeah. So like if you look at like like I've uh, like just on a lark, I think I had I'm watching the Irishman in segments and I got done with one three hour chunk and I was like, all right, time to go to bed. And I read up a little bit on impeachment and it's like, oh, the son of the shit in here is crazy. Like it was like, oh, yeah, oh, no, he he did did right, right, right. It was like a bunch of like completely square-shaped awful men trying to like kill a u.s ambassador but the problem is like for most americans is like all right you did this before yeah like this isn't the same thing but like to most americans didn't you do this thing before yeah like didn't you do the russia ukraine thing before yeah and just nothing happened yeah (laughs) and it was boring and they didn't really get anything like throughout all of this like no, oh, his crimes are like astonishing. Oh, yeah. Like just like oh, openly all out there, and like he's even now saying bragging. He's like, I'm not worried. We have all the evidence. We're not going to show it to them. I know. It's okay. he's, he's, like, yeah. he's, like, he's like the Republicans. They have the good evidence, but they're hiding it. Yeah. They're hiding it from me. How much Nixon is in hell? Just like fucking. Spitting piss. Yeah, thinking, I could have just burned the fucking tapes. Yeah, said, what are you going to do about it? Nixon, yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, like, uh, the Senate and like how Congress was a little different back then. Like, well, they, that's they the thing like, is that they were controlled by Democrats. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but also the Republican Party. I don't think even even at the height of their the he had know. supporters like Reagan, but a big chunk of Republicans deserted him because there yeah. were this belief in yeah. these like institutions. Adorable. But, but again, like, yeah, yeah, that's such like, what a cute time. So, so yeah, uh-huh. like uh, yeah, just a bunch of like uh, balding, as you said, balding square Ukrainian men did possibly contemplate assassinating a u.s Amazing. ambassador yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i mean on I'll behalf be, of rudy giuliani uh, yeah, yeah. Dude, so I, lo- fucking I love funny. that i love that like this is like you do this guaranteed like top of the most wanted list for oh, yeah. just a life in hiding just for this other square shaped <laughs> imbecile who's like uh i accidentally called you on my kid's ipad again sorry yeah. i accidentally recorded our entire conversation and if they, do it, if they do it we're, like what they're gonna get like a 10 percent share of a planet fitness in <laughs> yeah. like that's the big brass ring at the end of this no they would like first of all i think many of the co-conspirators in this case live around me in queens <laughs> <laughs> and yeah no yeah they're gonna get like 10 percent of a fruit market where all the mangoes are rotting <laughs> they're gonna get the last 50 jewel pods in north queens the last 50 mango jewel pods there yeah no any new york any new york sports club you want to go to in the flushing or uh, flushing or uh uh my area yours. <laughs> they're gonna get all the ruined bills from good time that have the fucking yeah. pack yeah. yeah they did they're gonna get like just a grab bag of like outer boroughs treasures no, they're, they're, they're gonna get yeah a 10 percent of a planet fitness in queens and then they're gonna get like a huge shipment of like the losing super bowl team's championship yeah. merchandise yeah. yeah you all right you kill this ambassador you get to meet mark sanchez <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, hilarious. If for anyone else, this would this like you know would be. A, oh yeah, you, you like, remember the Giuliani story? Giuliani was like he like I th- he like was caught on taping like I just need some money. Let's just squeeze somebody. Let's just squeeze. The, let's just squeeze the the people from Abu Dhabi. And again, like the people defending Trump, all star team. Uh, bedpan mouth himself, Rudy Giuliani, who's again like all of these guys, sundowning, doddering, uh, just just sliding into dementia, drooling on TV and rambling incoherently. Yeah. Then, oh, our boy the Alan Dershowitz, yeah, bringing in Alan. Yo, that that is yo yo. When you're super innocent of something, you get Alan Dershowitz on your side, which is great because the only other times he's not on TV defending Trump, he's denying um raping children. Right. So. Right, they're like, right, they like, it goes to him on Tucker, and he's like, and by the way, uh, getting a, a massage from your niece is okay. And they're like, Alan, this is about the impeachment. Oh, right, totally innocent. I've, by the way, it's 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 anti-Semitic not to own a soda stream. Thank you, Alan. I've never had sex with any woman outside of my immediate family. <laughs> um, hey, it's like, Tucker is like... So if Tucker's like fully on board with this Nazi shit, it is brilliant for him to have Alan Dershowitz on because oh yeah, if you've never seen a Jew in your life before, which I'm sure like a lot of Tucker's viewers haven't, and your first that's your first guy, just the ugliest and most annoying man of all time, (laughs) and also one of the most like manifestly evil human beings alive, evil, annoying, hideous. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Tucker. I'm here to. I I have I have notes of every massage I've ever gotten, and we're going to go through them. <laughs> I only, I didn't come in most of them. <laughs> and he's hanging out now with Ken Starr. Ken Starr, which is hilarious. A because he literally presided over a push, an impeachment where there was no crime, and now is saying that 
doing all the crime is not an impeachable offense. <laughs> yeah. But the only other time he co- he worked with uh, uh, Dershowitz on a case what? was Jeffrey fucking Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So you good. Remember, how do the Q people walk around? Without their heads just splitting in half. This country owns. Yeah. It's no, but I mean, like, I it just, like, I mean, it, it, it's hilarious on its face. And, like, there are so many crimes that he should be impeached for. But I don't give a fuck because the Democrats suck. This whole impeachment thing is a dog. Yeah. It is, it, it's not helping them at all. Or, or, again, most importantly, making it at all likely that Trump will be removed from office. 20 Republicans would have to vote to it's remove just, It's him. not going to happen. It's not going to happen. 20 guys who would just be putting a giant bullseye on their head to say any fucking used car dealer or, like, local cop who got off from shooting a black guy or, like, weatherman to just run against them and win by saying he fucking removed so our again, friend, it's our big like, boy that you, we love. The only way to remove Trump from office is in this election in November. Yes. That's the only fucking way to do it or else you're going to be stuck with it like you yeah. know, f- forever, maybe. Oh, we got rid of Trump and now we have a President Pence. Yeah. So, but to Who that- can preside over like this, this bubble economy without all of the culture war shit that pisses people off. But to that point, though, that if we all agree that the only if, if if you care about getting this you know obviously criminal monster out of the white out of the job of you know president of the United States the only way that you're going to do that you know you can whine all you want about what's fair or just or America or any of that, all that bullshit the only way you're going to do it is through an election and you have to beat him at the at the ballot box right yeah. to that point though there is an issue I want to talk about that like if you know our boy Bernard gets the nomination or any Democrat running against Trump, there's an issue that they're going to have to contend with. And that is, you know, Trump is, uh, you know, the election hasn't started for him yet. You know, yes. like, it's just like, he, we're, you know, he's going he's gonna, to, when he, when he starts campaigning and he's previewing an issue now at, at, at the rallies that, you know, whoever the Democratic nominee is, is going to have to contend with. And honestly, I'm worried about it. We're, you're, they're going to have to have an answer for this. The issue, of course, I'm talking about is the um, ever- decreasing power of America's toilets. I mean, yes. it really is and the kitchen table issue of America. This, yes. Honestly, like he, he's going to hit the campaign trail. He's going to hit it hard. And the issue he's going to talk the most about is that our dumps are just not flushing anymore. Our no, big yeah. fucking sweaty cubic uh, protein dumps aren't going down into these. The, you gotta we don't want to go duty. <laughs> You're gonna, you have to flush three, four, five times. The, the dumps, they're, just, they're not going yeah. away. He, right. And he hasn't even like he has an October surprise about washing machines and dryers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like no, he loves talking terrifying. about washing machines now. Yeah. He says, like, does anyone, you said the old washing machines, you press the button, it goes, boom, it explodes. You open it, and there's a big gust. And that, once again, he is describing a commercial. Because the, he's the, never he's there, like, that was, seen a washing machine. That was it. And did, like, when do you think Donald Trump has ever, like, put his finger on a dishwasher? Yeah, never. <laughs> zero, never. Zero times. Like, zero times. No, but yeah, no, he's like, you open, used to be. You open the dishwasher, and all the scrubbing bubbles would come out and talk to you. <laughs> so yeah, no, he said, was, and you so, put in the detergent that looked like Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no, he, he's hitting hard that uh, because of I I assume what are tighter regulations on uh, wastewater that uh, dishwashers and toilets are not as powerful as they used to be, and I gotta say, Bernie Sanders, whoever, better have a fucking response to this because you know. I think that this is an issue that like Americans will really respond to and will really resonate with them. And not only that, if Bernard does get the nomination, Trump will be able to do his version of Bernie Sanders' campaign pitch, which is that 
Broadly speaking, over the last 40 years, the productivity of American workers has risen dramatically while wages have remained stagnant. It's a very important thing that he talks about, and like it, it sums up a lot of stuff, and that's like a meat and potatoes issue that, that people understand and relate to. Everyone's working harder for less money than they ever have before, even if you have a good job, technically. Mm-hmm. Trump, I think, is going to reverse engineer that exact same pitch, but make it about shitting. Yes. Yeah. He's going to just say, remember, in 40 years ago, 40 years ago, the toilets were strong. Over the last 40 years, the size of our dumps have gotten bigger. The toilets stay the same. The portions are getting larger. We're eating more. The dumps, they're huge. Our our dumps are not going down the toilets. Sometimes we have to use our hands. We have to to poop in the shower and use our feet to push it down the drain. Trump, I mean, Trump hasn't even brought out his hairspray stuff yet. That killed. No, they the, the, love the, that. The, the, the those coal miners in West Virginia loved it when he complained about the hairspray not holding as well as it used to. A <laughs> real thing that happened, and I still cannot get my head around. That is one of the greatest things that's ever. So <laughs> just that, a, a I bunch just, of salt of the earth coal miner ass guys uh, who would disown a gay son, and this big boy is up there going, "The, oh, the spray used to work so good." Oh, no, but I mean, I can see what's going to happen though. Uh, Bernie Sanders campaign people, if you're listening, like you got to start, ga- you got to start gaming yeah. for this now because Bernie's going to get out there and he's going to be talking meat and potatoes, economics, like you know, healthcare, jobs, wages, unions, things like that. Trump's going to come out and talk about how your dumps don't go down the toilet anymore. Bernie, and he's going to promise to change it, and if you don't have a good answer for that. Uh, you're going to get stitched up. Bernie keeps talking about the meat and potato issues, but I ask you, where did the meat and potatoes end up? That's right, the toilet, and they won't go down because the toilets don't work anymore. Sometimes I come back to the toilet 12 hours, two, three days later, there's still duty in it. It's still floating around. It won't go away. It won't go away. Back in America, used to be strong. The duty, you could, you could, you could wipe with a whole roll of toilet paper. <laughs> you hit the foot. You go boom. You might get it all boom, bong, bing. It all, it all goes down. You might actually get Virgil's vote off of, off yeah. of this. <laughs> yeah. He could split the coalition here. I hear there's a video where James O'Keefe goes to Bernie's house and he has to flush his toilet nine times. <laughs> there there you go. His, yeah, the, the last thing he's going to propose is that everybody's house gets the toilets at like department stores and you know mall, like the big whoosh ones. Yeah. The, one, the, the industrial ones. Yeah. Industrial, like exactly. And this is... This is an issue that matters to Americans. Like our our dumps are huge, and our infrastructure cannot deal with it. What are we gonna do with the doo doo? <laughs> exactly. So again, if you're the Sanders campaign or really any Democratic uh, strategist out there, please yeah. start thinking. Get about on the whiteboard with us. Please, Get on the brown yeah. board with us. <laughs> please start thinking about um, the toilet issue. Matt Brunig, we need some duty graphs. <laughs> yeah, people's pro- policy project. Get on this. Pe- people's poopacy. Poopoo project. project. The poopoo project. project. Triple P. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, that does it for today. Oh, we've got some uh, tour dates we should oh, yeah, right. dig up. Uh, okay. Tour dates. Let's run through it. February 1st, Iowa City, Iowa, the Engelbert Civic Theater. That's the closest one. We are like uh, Matt Virgil and I and Chris. We are heading to New Hampshire next. And sorry, Iowa. We are heading to Iowa next week. We will be there through the caucus doing the live show on February 1st in Iowa City. Then February 9th in Derry, New Hampshire at the Tupelo Music Hall. Then February 18th in Las Vegas, Nevada at the House of Blues, Las Vegas. Then February 23rd in San Diego, California at the Observatory North Park. Then two shows in Los Angeles, an early and a late show on February 25th at the Lodge Room in Echo. The late show has already sold out. 
Oh, so the Ooh, late, okay. late show in LA already sold out. Still, tickets still available for the early show. Then February 28th in Sacramento, California at Ace of Spades. And finally, February 29th in San Francisco, closing out our 2020 primaries and caucuses tour, San Francisco, California at the Palace of Fine Arts Theater. If you are in any of those states, I hope to see you there. And last but not least, please, if you haven't done so already, uh, buy our short film about the Iowa State Fair. It is uh, very prescient to this moment we are currently living in and will be a sort of a, um, a test run for a larger film project that we are developing about the 2020 campaign and election. So the movie is available at iowagoodvibes.com. Watch the trailer, download it today for the low, low price of $2.99. But that does it for us this week. Like I said, hope to see you on tour. Bye-bye. Cheers, everybody. See ya. 